Welcome to the Healthy Doctor Podcast, where we host conversations about physician well-being. I'm Dr. Steve Sartori, Director of the Center for Well-Being at the Christian Medical and Dental Associations. Mentors play a vital role in the growth and development of healthcare professionals. However, the mentoring process is sometimes ill-defined and produces variable results. My guest on this episode is Dr. Malcolm Herring, who has helped to develop a standardized and effective process called life-centered mentoring. Dr. Herring is a retired vascular surgeon and a graduate of the Indiana University School of Medicine. He has an extensive list of publications and presentations and has served in many leadership capacities, including the board of directors for St. Vincent Hospital. He is a co-founder of the Coalition for Physician Well-Being and received the Friend of Medicus Integra Award. Dr. Herring has an interest in spiritual formation, and one of his programs, Physician Outreach Network, was awarded the Living the Mission Award by Ascension Health. He consults with hospitals and clinics and has helped hundreds of physicians find fulfillment and joy in their practices. His book, The Physician Champion, is full of proven methods to engage your medical staff. Dr. Herring travels widely in response to invitations to speak on physician and spirituality issues. This promises to be an interesting conversation. Malcolm, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the Healthy Doctor podcast. Well, thank you, Steve. It's good to get to talk to you. Great. Uh, I've been interested in uh, the topic of mentoring, and I thank you for sharing a copy of your manual with me a few months back when we were able to see each other in person. And I was curious, how did you get interested in mentoring? I came to uh, mentoring at the end of a kind of a long process of developing programs for physicians at the hospital I was working at. I was practicing at St. Vincent Hospital in Indianapolis, Indiana, and uh, commissioned to be the physician liaison for the mission services segment. And I was asked to try to help with physician spirituality and mission alignment. So that was back in 1995, long, long ago. And there really wasn't much of a blueprint out there. So I started by trying different kinds of programs, small group conversations, larger presentations, and uh, discovered that those kinds of interventions to try to help physicians find their meaning and purpose in in the practice of medicine uh, had short duration of effect. Within a couple of weeks, the program was kind of forgotten and people moved on and generally reverted back to what they were doing before. A few people made changes as they went along, but I realized that we needed something more systemic that would continually reinforce principles of spirituality, of physician well-being. So physicians who are in practice are constantly reminding each other of how to be the best doctors they can be. You got a head start on this uh, curve of well-being. You were, you were doing this almost 25 years ago, trying to help doctors find meaning and purpose and joy at work. Exactly. And then the data started coming up with the high prevalence of burnout, and it's become a national topic. But, you know, I look at mentoring of all the possible things you can do. And if I were an institution trying to improve the the well-being of, of physicians in it, I would start right there because it's systemic. 
it affects the new physicians before they they have developed habits that work counter to the whole idea of well-being. It also reinforces in, in senior staff physicians as they mentor the, the younger physicians. Uh, it reinforces those same principles in later in practice. So ultimately, if you start a mentoring program within an institution, I think you can expect in about five years or so that you'll see that physician culture will start to move toward a culture of mutual care and compassion. Mm. Why is that important? For me, I have to go back to why I am in the practice of medicine in the first place. As a Christian, what is it that characterizes medical practice? And there is a passage in John's Gospel, which I always refer back to because I think it's one of the few passages where you get a reason for why Christ is doing healing. And you'll recall that's the passage where the disciples are walking along with Christ and they see a man who has been blind since birth. And the disciples ask Jesus why this man was blind. Did he sin or did his parents sin? And to them, it was a, you know, it was a, a, a theologic question. And Jesus uh, says this most remarkable thing. He says, neither, but so that the glory of God would be revealed in him. You know, in the end, we physicians, if we're physicians in the model of Jesus, the great physician, want our patients to be glorifying God at the end of their healing, at the end of their encounter with the healthcare system. So how do you as a physician do that if you're not yourself sustained by the Spirit, by the people around you who can create an environment that allows that to happen? I mean, we can't infuse the spirit into somebody, but we're in environmental control as physicians. We, we have a, a strong control over environment, and we can create an environment where that can happen. Mm. So I think mentoring is a great way to do that. You look at uh, institutions, and just because of the way our legal system is, of freedom of religion and, and um, so forth, that on a medical staff, you have people from a lot of different faith traditions or no faith tradition. And these days you can't bring up doctrine <laughs> in a public setting. It just doesn't fly. But in a mentoring setting, you can open the door to those conversations and have them privately one-on-one -on -one and to the benefit of those people who are open to mm -hmm. that kind of conversation. So you're creating a uh or, or desiring to see this process that's systemic, that benefits the mentor, benefits the one being mentored, and ultimately benefits patients because we learn how to create those environments that are relatively private to explore the deeper meaning, the deeper calling, the spiritual aspects of life. Exactly. I wish I had summed it up so succinctly, Steve. You just did a great job. Well, that's my job. I'm supposed to do that. <laughs> The question that next comes to my mind, however, is, okay, that really sounds great. And a lot of us as physicians have some idea in our mind of what mentoring looks like. But it might not look exactly like what you describe in life-centered mentoring. So I would invite you to share with us what's then special or different about life-centered mentoring. That's a good question because you can mentor people in lots of different ways. We do it all the time, usually informally in, in physician cultures. 
But this is a formal approach, and it's structured. It's not scripted, but it is structured so that the conversations cover some key things. And it's really built around the whole issue of burnout. We took a look at what kinds of things are, are creating burnout in physicians, and we designed these conversations to help the physician strategize about how they're going to organize their life and their practice with the idea that the physician that comes on board as a new physician is still in some flux. And this is the time to begin to set up patterns that will protect him or her against burnout. So these issues are life issues. Physicians get a lot of discussion about how to practice or what antibiotic to use and what have you, but not too much about how to organize life as a professional and those, those life questions bear very heavily on, on the physician's sense of well-being. So a lot of this is uh, based on the concept of creating margin in different arenas of, of your life. You've got margin if you have some, some space to move, to give time to people, to give time to that thing that comes up where you can be human to somebody, you're not racing to the next activity, then you have that sense like, you're doing something that's valuable. You have a sense of meaning and purpose. So that's how this, this differs. It's the content. It's built around six mentoring sessions, and those sessions last an hour. We train the mentors in mentoring skills. And that the, the little manual that you picked up at the Coalition for Physician Wellbeing meeting outlines what those, those skills are and helps physicians uh, learn them. Physicians already have a lot of those skills, but this uh, teaches a different kind of listening, a reflective listening. You mentioned that word earlier in the interview, so that you're helping the physician reflect on what he's been doing or she's been doing or what's next on the on their docket or things that they're trying to achieve and to see how that really fits with who they are, their their meaning, their purpose. Mm-hmm their goals. The book uh, Margin was written by Richard Swenson, and I think it came out in 2004 or sometime, but it's really quite effective. But this actually invites people to talk about the strategy. So really, you're focusing on topics of the life of the doctor, not so much the technical operating room, etc. kind of stuff we learn about, but it's really about their lives, their whole lives, their outside of medicine life, their home life, their their meaning, their purpose, their spirituality. It's much more than any kind of onboarding process where you proctor someone in the operating room or something like that. Yes, exactly. We physicians, we have a lot of head conversations in our profession. We're talking about facts and processes and all this. We don't have too many heart conversations. This is a place where you can have a heart conversation. Mm-hmm. And heart conversations, you know, docs walk away from those conversations and they feel they feel fed. They feel different. They like that. I think because of the dearth of those conversations in their lives and we're running from pillar to post and working on the electronic medical record and what have you. I mean, they're just busy, busy, busy. And to sit back and reflect on life just a little bit tends to be very refreshing. It sounds great. As as you and I both know, I'm sure that even though those conversations are welcomed and rare, it does take a certain amount of relational capacity and trust to open up to another person 
So how is it that you either develop the trust or match the mentor and the mentee or protege? How is it you go about kind of trying to give yourself the best start to these relationships? I assume that somebody's managing the mentoring program and helping to select who becomes a mentor. So I would begin at the selection process. So you get the people with the right kind of attitude, people with a good uh, spiritual foundation, and people that get along with the nurses, you know, with the ancillary people, the, the people who are well regarded within a medical staff. So there's part of the trust. The other part of the trust is the confidentiality of the conversation. You build the trust during the conversations that you have. You need some element of self-revelation to do that. You need to listen generously. It's Rachel uh, Naomi Raymond uh, has published a couple of several books, but uh, she uses that term, uh, listen generously. So the, the mentor, unlike the physician, the physicians, and this is one of the things we have to do when we train mentors, physicians have kind of a directed interview technique. I mean, they're, they're looking to put pieces of the story together to come to a diagnosis and develop a therapeutic recommendation, whereas, whereas the mentor is asking very open-ended questions with the idea that the protege is able to talk about it and reflect back on it. And it's a different conversation. We have a team here, Malcolm, of physician life and leadership coaches. Basically, we, we help others you know, by listening reflectively, by asking open-ended questions, and by inviting people to explore their lives and examine themselves and make decisions that align with who they are, their belief system, their value system, their foundation of life. It sounds like a lot of similarity. Very similar. And, you know, I'm glad you mentioned the, the coaching system that you're developing there, Steve, because the, the differences are between mentoring and coaching are not huge, but there is a difference. And if you had a basketball team and you had a coach, you know, the coach isn't playing on the team, but you might have a mentor on that team and that the mentor would be playing on the team. So the difference is that these mentors are all drawn from the medical staff. So they're colleagues and have been facing the same issues that the the protege faces. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there's a certain amount of respect and trust just from that. Right. But those uh, reflective conversations, the maturity, the listening skills are all very similar. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, how did you find it working? I mean, you've had experience. You want to process a s- systematic way to go about this of fostering the well-being of physicians at all levels of their careers. And uh, how did you find it working or how could you even measure if it was working or not? <laughs> those are good questions. It's just hard to hang a number on joy. So I find I find the metrics daunting, and um, not not sure I can tell you how best to measure it. There are lots of metrics out there for burnout and well-being, and none of them have really been proven exactly. I think the physician well-being self-assessment index is probably the most robust of the lot. There's some little quickie ones that you can do. The mini Z, for instance, is a one that you get a quick assessment of how well physicians are feeling. Really, there's very little data-wise to support any intervention that you could do. But when you talk to people about their experiences with it, it's quite startling how beneficial it is. So we uh, started the first one of these uh, 
life-centered mentoring programs at St. Vincent in Indianapolis, and Dr. Jennifer Stanley is in charge of that. As part of that, you ask how we make sure our mentors are well-schooled and safe. Jennifer went off to get special training in reflective practices at St. Meinrad Theologic Seminary, and she's got a special certification in that. So she mentors the mentors. Even after they've been trained or oriented, they're working with protégés. She's connecting with them periodically to see how they're doing, see how their protégés are doing. And there's a continual learning process with that so that people get better and better in their skills. The best way to learn mentoring is by being mentored Mm -hmm. to see how your mentor manages it. It sounds like a great process and uh, certainly beneficial to, as you said, everybody. Who loses? Nobody. The mentor gains, the protege gains, the patients gain, the healthcare system gains, and and all at a pretty low low price, it sounds like. Pretty low price, but... You make a professional investment in it. You know, I even as I talk to you, I sense my well-being improving. Uh, oh, just from a <laughs> just from a collegial conversation, and much to my chagrin, our time is coming to a close. So I'm going to have to wrap it up. But in closing, how do people find out more if they're interested in learning more? Is there some place you would point them? Yes, you could contact me at mbherring2 at gmail dot com, and. Um, just inquire about life-centered mentoring, and we can begin a conversation and help you and your institution find a way to get it started. I appreciate what you do in the Coalition for Physician Wellbeing, and as we work together, we trust that uh, God will be at work to help others. I pray for that. Well, thanks, Malcolm. Have a great Thank rest you, of your day. You too. My experience as a life and leadership coach resonates with life-centered mentoring, which is very similar. It's an effective process for helping other healthcare professionals promote their well-being and prevent burnout. If your hospital might benefit from a program like this, I invite you to think about that and invite others to explore the prospect of a life-centered mentoring or coaching program at your place of work. If you want more information about Dr. Herring and his work with Life-Centered Mentoring, you can email him at mbherring, M-B-H-E-R-R-I-N-G-2, number 2, at gmail.com, mbherring2 at gmail.com. I also urge you to visit the website forphysicianwellbeing.org, forphysicianwellbeing.org, to learn more about the Coalition for Physician Wellbeing. This organization was one of the earliest organizations to address physician well-being and offers additional resources, including monthly webinars and an annual conference. At the CMDA Center for Well-Being, we help healthcare professionals align with God, optimize well-being, and maximize influence. We offer professional coaching services that help you manage burnout, navigate change or transition, or grow your leadership skills. We also host periodic well-being retreats and conferences, along with coach training events that teach you how to help others without giving advice. For more information, visit cmda.org wellbeing. Make plans now to attend the CMDA National Convention, April 16 through 19 in northern Kentucky across from Cincinnati, Ohio. You will experience uplifting worship, inspiring speakers, CME presentations, and fellowship with other Christian healthcare professionals. You don't want to miss it, so register today. 
You can stay informed about all CMDA events by visiting cmda.org slash events. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Healthy Doctor. Tune in again next month. And until then, care for yourself as you care for others. This podcast has been a production of the Christian Medical and Dental Associations. The opinions expressed by guests on this podcast are not necessarily endorsed by the Christian Medical and Dental Associations. CMDA is a nonpartisan organization that does not endorse political parties or candidates for public office. The views expressed on this podcast reflect judgments regarding principles and values held by CMDA and its members and are not intended to imply endorsement of any political party or candidate.